Hello and welcome back to Porch Beers with the Lynx. Dave, how's it going tonight? Pretty good, man. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, you know, again, we're outside. Unlike a, an earlier episode where we were hanging out in the garage. Uh, it's about 62 degrees outside. Life is good. And we're hanging out with one of, uh, one of our favorite people that always, always makes us laugh. Brian Dulski? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Sadly, sadly, he was unavailable. So Thanks. I'm going to let the dog in. Because, uh, he's a jerk. We're, uh, we're going with our fallback option here, Andy Jensen. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to the show, Andy. Thanks, thanks. It's a dream come true, really. It's really, so you've been looking... <laughs> this is something you've been looking forward to since you were five, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or, yeah, or when you called me the other day to say, <laughs> let's do this. It is funny, like, right after we did last week's episode... Friday we were talking about it and he's like we gotta get Jensen on we gotta get Jensen on and then he texts me and he's like I booked Andy Jensen <laughs> I booked him yeah yep. I, yeah my people talk to me and we, we got it <laughs> your manager is kind of a jerk man yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta have you gotta have uh, tough people it's a, it's a rough business right you know the podcast game plus you had to get off work to do this and stuff sure yeah the bowl of only brown M&M's is sitting over there for you, yeah, exactly. yeah, as you requested. Yeah. Now, forewarning to the listening audience, uh, apologies in advance. Uh, Andy's dying of a cough tonight. Um, yep. So try not to laugh, because every time I laugh, I cough. Which is funny. So we were talking about this today at work, <clears throat> and we're talking on the phone, and he's coughing, and <laughs> I go, dude, are you sure you want to go through with this tonight? And he goes, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it only hurts... Or it only starts to bother me when I laugh really hard. I'm like, okay. And then we got talking some more, and then I'm like, oh, dude, we got to tell this Jensen story. We got to tell this Jensen story. <laughs> and he just died laughing, and he just was like, man, maybe this is a terrible idea to do Andy Jensen tonight. Well, trying to trying to keep the laughs to a minimum might not be the, the way we want to go. <laughs> this, this is a serious podcast, yeah. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> this is true crime or something. <laughs> God, I mean, there's so many funny stories about Jensen. Oh, God, so many. Like, I was talking to Lindsay tonight at, uh, at dinner, kind of telling her some of the stories I was going to bring up, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. And, and they'll all get brought up here at some point. And God, you have some stories on us, I'm sure. But. Yeah, so this is like a, this is your life situation. Like, a, a, is this a roast? Have I walked into something? <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's kind of both. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I everyone gets made fun of a little bit here and oh, there. I expect that. Yeah. So, uh, Andy Jensen, you are the starting catcher <laughs> on like three championship softball teams. It was, it was a three peat. It was a three peat, yeah. which you were a major portion of. I appreciate that. You're a Swick art teacher. Yep. You work at the Walmart photo <laughs> shop place. Yes. Yes. You develop develop stuff uh what else do you do with your life besides apparently getting bar fights <clears throat> uh, like looking at your face right now you have a giant black eye and what looks like a pussy oozy like someone put a cigar out on your face yeah it's it's close to that so i was trying to i mean i didn't tell you about my uh, my disfigurement beforehand because I thought that'd make for good fodder for the show. So the question is, do we want to play a game where you guys guess 
what happened? I, I feel like the obvious choices. So we know you coach your son's little league teams. Uh-huh. I'm sure at some point there was a baseball thrown or a bat swung or something like that, right? It, it is Tuesday. No way. He got in a fight with a 16-year-old girl umpire <laughs> who wasn't given James and Eli the calls he, he needed behind the plate. Look, I warned her. She had it coming. <laughs> you know, I, I was pitching batting practice to James' uh, sixth-grade team on Tuesday night. Got through most of the team, the last couple of kids. And I did just, my, my son James was, had knelt down kind of in right around shortstop to tie his, his cleats. And so I made a joke. Uh, to the batter, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pitch until James is ready. I, I, I don't think his mom will want me to take him home with a ball embedded in his skull. <laughs> and about two pitches later, that kid rocketed a line drive back at my face so fast that all I had time to do was duck, and the ball hit me right above the eye, knocked me down, split open my my forehead a little bit. Wow! Blood pouring out Holy on the grass. Oh man! Yeah, kids freaking out. I'm like I'm I'm like bent over with blood pouring out, and I'm like, kids, calm down, everybody, <laughs> you know, form a line, you know, like form a line <laughs> for what? I don't know. Orange just, slices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta get a drink. Form a line. <laughs> it was just they were they were going crazy, and so so we went to the ER, and and it was one of those nights where it was super busy. So I spent five hours in the ER waiting to get treated. Ended up with four stitches. And and, uh, yeah, right above that wow. right eyebrow. And Damn. then just today, the added bonus of the black eye, like, just appeared. Form. So, yeah. So I'm, nothing broken, though. No, yeah, they did a CAT scan, and uh, the brain's still there, and the skull is intact. So you got to get yourself an L screen, bud. Yeah. <laughs> or a glove. You wouldn't think that for a six, no, six-year-old? No, sixth grade. Sixth grade, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, sixth grade. But, I, I, I mean... Six graders can hit, man. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way: with the aluminum bat, that kid was swinging <laughs> with a barrel. It's like you know, as uh, as big as like a I don't know, but it, he rocketed it. I mean, right at my and it was the kind like if I hadn't reacted, I think it would have hit me square square in the face. So I, I I'll give myself credit because I almost got out of the way. So I take it he's gonna be moving up in the batting order now, though. Well, uh, if he if he survives the, <laughs> the next time we meet, I'm coming for you, Austin. <laughs> so is he a good hitter or something? You know, he's, like he's the kid who who doesn't who doesn't make as much contact as he should, but when he does, he rockets that thing. Nice. So, so now, he swings for the fences on every every. Yeah. Swing. So you could throw pitches all day to this kid, and not have and never anything. have to worry about it. Yeah. And this is not the Dolsky-led team, correct? That's no, that's Eli's my younger team, son. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's some kids on there. Those kids are younger. They're third and fourth graders. Like Brian's son, he can hit. Like he's a really good really ball can. player. Like, Chuck is a good ball player. Yeah. I asked Brian, like, like, what happened? He hits better than you do. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no kidding. Of course he does. Unfortunately, he also inherited Brian's temper. He sure yeah. did. He's, he's he sure an intense did. little guy. <laughs> he is intense. He doesn't like to lose. No, he's he's not familiar with like, you know, a gracious, gracious loss. I don't think. No, is Brian good with a loss? You know, I, I shouldn't be talking to this. I'm terrible at it too. I you really are. I think they're just more upset with themselves when they fail yeah. is the bigger issue. Yeah. Like when Chuck makes an out or when Brian pops a ball up, I think that's when they get frustrated with themselves yeah. the most. So no. yeah, he's he. There's a couple kids on that younger team that can can really hit too, but. <laughs> But yeah, I got smoked by a sixth grader. I got nice. beat up by a sixth grader. So, you know, when you're coaching these kids, do you talk about your home run that you hit in softball? 
Speaks for itself, really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Our left-handed power-hitting catcher. Listen, I'm not left-handed. That's no. my first... No, I'm right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you hit left-handed. I do, but I'm not left-handed. Okay. So, so that's semantics. So, so I think that's why, no matter what I try... I turn my body to face my butt towards the pitcher. I'd still pull the ball, because I think I'm right-hand dominant... Just pull it over every single time. I can't. I can't go off. You've home. never hit a ball to left field, have you? I did once in a game, and the whole I think he did. They had yeah, a they shift. Had, they had yeah. the whole team shifted, and I finally did one. And I think I may have given the pitcher the finger, but <laughs> I'm not sure. That's what I miss. It's good that. sportsmanship. I missed that. I missed the Andy Jensen uh, uh, poking the beehive. Yeah, that I wasn't could, uh, number one dad, was it? It could have been. I don't remember. I, I like to think of myself as like the Fernando Tatis Jr. of, of softball, just without all the talent right. baggage. No, but definitely the bat flip. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh, man. yeah. When you hit that Little League home run, you bat flipped. You know, you guys all have a very, very suspicious memory of that. In my mind, it sailed over right field fence like Babe, There was no fence. Like Babe Ruth just laying one out. Boom. You know, number 61. That was what I remember. I remember him running around the bases with, like, the speed and grace I have never seen before. It was gazelle-like. It was gazelle-like. I thought you were going to say, like, I don't know, the speed and grace of, of uh, John Crock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of look like me when I run around the bases now. Hobbling like, around. Yeah, like there's a washing machine strapped to my back. That's the good part about, you know consciousness is that my experience is different than yours so really all i really need to worry about is what do i think and what do i feel in that moment and i felt good so i i think <laughs> i think the the question that everybody is on everybody's mind oh. is did it help you later on that night oh you know it's hard to tell i'm such a like i have such animal magnetism oh, God. <laughs> that, that when you introduce extra into the the, yep. the game it's hard to tell like when you're going from like a 10 to a 12 it's like what at what point can you really keep the keep the, the keep attention you know i just i don't know i, I can walk. only imagine the endorphins you were given off there, i mean well the truth is i mean pheromones yeah, my, pheromones, my wife say. has said on many occasions softball is her biggest turn on so wow. mine too it's <laughs> I, so weird i actually thought it was nascar yeah <laughs> yeah. She just is there for the mullet. <laughs> Who isn't? Yeah. yeah, it's weird how our uh, wives don't really get into softball as much as we do. No, they don't really care. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't care at all. No. So, do you miss it? Yeah, I do miss playing softball. For me, I don't. There was a mixture of like the 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 timing for like when my kids have practices, games, and stuff. Yeah. As I got older, it became harder to do Mondays. Yeah. But I really miss the the real competition of that church league like it was it was fun for me because i wasn't really very good but i liked being on yourself a short bud but i like being right. on a team that that won and that like had actual ridiculous rivalries with other church softball <laughs> teams right like just it felt it felt i don't know that it, it built up the fantasy of of playing more than playing in the the beer league you know where where those guys are bombing home runs all the time there was a lot of Made up rivalry, and I don't want to say made up because it was real rivalry. But oh, some was, of those teams hated us. Yeah, but it was, but it, yeah, it was mutual though. It, that that genuine kind of dislike was mutual. Yeah, I gotta mean, have faith. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. 
yeah. Like that was the thing. I, I think I was driven by that a lot and I really enjoyed that. So when we switched, it became easier for me to to not put other stuff aside to, to yeah. be there. And you know what else and I this is this is super selfish of me, but like I really liked the time that you, Andy and I spent like working on the field. And it was like a lot of hard work and all that stuff. Yeah. But I but I really enjoyed that part of it too. It was just fun to hang out and do all that and I think uh, I think not having all that stuff too just you know just kind of made it not not as necessary to me. Also, I got I hurt my knee really bad and then like it for a long time even after surgery like it I, I couldn't really run much without pain. It's yeah. better now, but it was it was hard hard to I think I I think I did that in softball. I think I from sliding as a you oh. know thirty eight year old man or well, whatever it was at the time. Yeah, that's like, what we do. Yeah, so I that's I, why you slide head first. Well, I've done that too. <laughs> Turns out I don't move fast enough for that to work. <laughs> I I agree. I miss I miss the competition level from the church league that yeah. you know that I felt like everybody was kind of on the same page or maybe we were a little bit above them. Yeah. Um, Compared to where we're at now, yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I like I like now that we we don't have to do anything with the fields. Right. We have a known quantity of the field. We show up. There's beer it's there. Always at the same place. Yeah. We show up and play. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, we play we play more games. You know, we start. Oh yeah. Uh, and we started last week here in April, and um, we play almost until October. Yeah. So. Yeah, and part of it for me too, like this during the pandemic, you know, with all the music stuff that I normally would do not happening, you know, it's been like the the least busy time in my life ever. But um, you know, normally with all the the different music things that I'm involved in, like. It, it makes it hard to do anything outside of that window of, like, June, July, and, like, the first week of August or two, you know? Because I have, like, mon- usually I have Monday night different things in the city. Because you, like, do... You have to go around and recruit people for your program, right? Well, somewhat. That stuff usually happens just during the school year of just going and visiting high schools and doing that stuff. But it's more the, it's more the like outside of school outside of church music musicianship that i do that takes up that time like i sing and in, in conduct in a choir in in st louis that oh that's true that, you do you know, that like yeah. The, yeah that's like monday night pretty much throughout the school year did that carry forth through the pandemic uh, no no all well. of it shut down that's the thing i haven't i haven't been in like a normal music setting since last march wow it's it's like all really stopped yeah the only music i've been doing in the last year plus is the stuff i do for our church on zoom like really yeah now for clarity's sake for listener's sake uh andy is the choir director at swick yeah that's like my main gig i'm I'm a full-time music teacher, and, like, my main responsibility is choir and vocal music, but I, I also do that kind of stuff in other places, like our, our church, First United Presbyterian, here in Belleville. Well, not here in Belleville, but in Belleville. So, uh, yeah. so you had to adjust how you do your music teaching. Like, are you, oh, yeah. are you doing this over Zoom, or are you doing this over... No, basically it shut down. So, in last spring you know, right in the middle of March where everything kind of went into that lockdown. Yeah. We just, we just got sent home and they were like, okay, you teach, teach online and figure it out. And so really for that, for us with our like music ensembles, like you can't really do collaborative music stuff on zoom. It doesn't work because the, because of the delay. Right. It's just, isn't functional. So I ended up turning like our choirs more into like a, 
kind of like a study group and a, a, in some ways just sort of like a kind of support group for them, for the students. Because really? they were like, it was really hard for them kind of figuring out, and for me too, just figuring out like, what do we do? And like, what happens next? For a lot of them, they're in the middle of school and they're not sure, you know, how they're going to get through the school year and like what's going to come next. So we, we did a lot of that. And then when it came time to start this school year that we're just coming to the end of, um, you, we were really caught in that place where we were worried about starting up and then stopping and starting and stopping because yeah. at our school, it's like, like uh, a la carte kind of registration. So like a student pays for every credit hour that right. they register for. Mm-hmm. It's not like at some schools where you like, you pay full-time tuition and then you take as many classes within that as you want. So it felt kind of crappy to be like, hey, pay for this class that we think very likely we're going to spend a big portion of it semester not being able to do, if at all. And so we ended up just not offering that, that like the live music making classes. Oh, that, it, that sucks, man. Like it, financially for you. Well, I, I, taught, I teach other things. It, it, didn't, it didn't really affect me that way. Okay. It's because I'm a full-time faculty member. They just like shifted what I did with my time. So basically I've spent the whole year teaching gen ed style music courses where like a student that's doing an associate in arts degree has to take one music elective where you know and so they'll take music appreciation, music appreciation and so i yeah. teach that and then we have another class called american popular music which is just like a survey of the history of pop music throughout the 20th century so i've been teaching that too so i've just basically been teaching music history and listening type classes to non-music specific students well now is that now is it in-person teaching is it still yeah over zoom i've been i've been teaching uh face-to-face in the fall i had five face-to-face classes in this semester this spring i've got four but what's interesting about it the school decided to use uh microsoft teams as their like interface instead of zoom it's all basically the same thing but um so I told the students from the beginning of the school year, like, you signed up for an in-person class. So, like, if you want to come in person and be here, great. Yeah. If you don't, you're not going to get penalized for that. And you can log in wherever remotely and live time, like, watch and participate in the class. Or the, all of those are recorded on that, that thing. And they can go back later and check it out. So I gave them the freedom to, like, do what you want. You know what I mean? Do what works for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think the result was? Oh, yeah. I mean, people only put in <laughs> they, as yeah. much as they have to they put in. They don't come. Which doesn't, bare minimum. which doesn't hurt my feelings. It's fine. But, like, so basically all, all year I've taught in a big room with maybe one, two, three people in the room. And a handful of people logged on online. But, like, it's so different, you know? So, I've had times where I'm teaching a class where... No one else is in the room, right. and no one has signed on to Teams. Oh, so gosh. I just record myself doing the lesson that I would have done. How hard is that? It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but you know, I'm, my feeling this whole year has been like, you know, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going Marshawn Lynch. I'm going to do the job. I'm not going to think too hard about it. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to be there for my students, and I'm not really going to worry that much about it, you know? So it must really actually suck for the, like, incoming freshmen and stuff who are really trying to use, who really want to advance their career. Yeah. And, uh, and singing, and their yeah. skills in singing. Not and they for they've us. lost semesters yeah. on this whole thing they're getting credit for it but they're really not getting 
real teaching on how to improve. Not that you're not teaching them, but I mean, like, when you're talking about choral directing, well, the, the, they're not the, learning anything. But that's the thing, though. We're just not even teaching those classes. So no, they're yeah. not happening. They're not happening. At some schools, they're trying to do that. They've done it, and it, it's worked in, to, you know, to varying degrees in different places. And I don't know... I don't know if we made the right choice or the wrong choice, but you know, we're it's it's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We're going we're going deep down here, guys. But uh, so we'll we'll kind of refocus a little bit here, recenter okay. us a little bit. But uh, so I noticed I've I've seen online rather that also one plus to take out of this pandemic is a, a hobby you've picked up, right? Yeah, for sure. So uh, tell me about it. Okay, so last spring. In, I think it was in March, uh, I, I, I uh, you know, we had a lot of time on our hands, and so I, I went into, we have a, be, a, a bathroom upstairs in our house, and our house is... is uh, You've taken one long crap since, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> since March. Exceptionally long craps. No, that, I, just, I just do that, you know, on the side. <laughs> It's a, On so the side of the house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's quite a pile at this point. So, so I went. I, you know, for we've been living. We live in the house. We bought our house like seven years ago, maybe eight years ago. And you know, there's parts of it in particular that are pretty outdated. And so it's like, you know, okay. it's funny. I don't mean to. I don't. Yeah. I'm going to interject here real quick. It's funny you said about you know you you um, getting your house seven or eight <coughs> years ago. I was thinking about this oh, tonight. Yeah. So far, all of our guests that we've had, there's a theme. I have helped move every single one of yes. them from their oh, house yeah. to their current house. Yes. Brian, so, Andy, and, and Dulski. And Ty. Yeah, yeah, and Ty, that's well, it. Yeah. When, you, when your guests are friends, I think yeah. that's what happens. You know? Well, you know, the celebrities aren't just kind of like yeah. begging to come on to. What about that time you helped George Clooney move? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. So, I, helped to, I helped pick up his Oscars. Yeah, right, fine. yeah, just transport them from room to room. Yeah. So, I, so basically, I, I was like, Kathy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna take the wallpaper off this crappy old wallpaper. I'm gonna take it off, which led to basically a whole like remodel Good move, of right the there. Up, upper part of our house, which I had never like I was not a handy person. I didn't I didn't have any confidence or knowledge or skill in any of that, but I was like I'm smart, and there's YouTube, so... I'm smart, but <laughs> I can do things. Let's do it, so I did. people say, so but... I'm like, yeah, I believe in me. <laughs> so, I, so I taught myself how to do all that stuff. So basically, like, I, I remodeled the upper part of our house, and then when my wife said, you can't spend any more money, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. And so I started doing, uh, in November, then I kind of got it in my head that I wanted to do a little woodworking project, and so I started doing that. Like and, whittling? No, more like building furniture and things uh, like that. Out of using wood. table saws. And yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. I'm not allowed to use those. So, <laughs> so yeah, so like I'm. That's I began this pandemic time, like fr- kind of frankly being a person who didn't really have any hobbies. I I didn't. It's like my profession and my passion, my hobby and music is like all tied up together. Well, and two kids. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> and I like. <laughs> You know, and I like sports. I follow sports and, and that. But, like, I didn't really have things that I really did on my own. And so I've totally gotten into this. And, like, I'm spending all of my free time over. I basically kind of got my dad to, to set up part of his garage as a wood shop. And so I'm over there all the time. I just, right before I came to you guys, I just ran over there to, like, put together. I'm I'm, I'm making, like, a wooden, wood box thing that we're going to use in our kitchen and like that's cool it's really cool i've built a couple tables and there's a certain satisfaction that comes along with that well yeah there's a lot of satisfaction that i found and it's funny that music 
uh, especially when it's not like when the it's not specifically like recording for music because like then you have a tangible thing of like a recording that you can play for people or whatever but the kind of music that I do is more live in the moment and so there's no thing afterwards it happens and then it's done right and it's been really nice for me to to like put creativity into something that still exists afterwards <laughs> and you can enjoy or you can give to somebody and it's and, right yeah. you know and that it's they not enjoy. the thing that you're trained in like yeah. it's, it's an actual skill that you've taught yourself like there is satisfaction in learning something and teaching yourself and and the failures yeah are just as satisfying <laughs> as the successes that's i i i will i continue to try and look at it that way <laughs> right i told exactly. you I'm a bit of, i don't like to lose so like even actually earlier this morning i uh i was or yesterday i was i started one of the things i've been learning how to do is making picture frames and really? so like i made a small one and it went really well i saw it it looked pretty good so man. i was going to make a larger one and then when I went to get it ready to, to like do the glue up, it like wasn't quite right. It fell apart a couple of times, and I got pissed, and I put it away. So, <laughs> and I so did you, something else. <laughs> so do you learn how to do this? Like, do you watch some YouTube videos yeah, and just kind of mimic what they're doing? Yeah, there's right? a, there's a ton of stuff out there that will show you like step by step how to do it. And at this stage, I'm I'm at the place where like there are things now that I know how to do to the degree that I can just picture for myself what I want to make, and then. Go, go ahead because I know enough techniques to do it and then there's still lots of things all the time that I'm I'm watching videos or I'm reading articles and just to, to learn a technique that, yeah. that I can apply you know somewhere else yeah so to make like, it you're always trying to get better at right so the first thing you finished did Kathy look at you and go like oh yeah uh, that's, that's great, great. it's Andy. a bread pop it's a bread triangle yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a square? Ash, it's a wooden <laughs> ashtray? It's a <laughs> wooden <laughs> ashtray. <laughs> no, the first thing I built was a success. It was it was a little nightstand for, for her next to her side of the bed. Like, that's not beginner level stuff either. I mean, like, when you're going to, like, actual furniture and not, like, as you can see, the wood boxes that I built. Those are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they're made out of picket fences. For those of us in on MSNBC, yeah. they can see what we're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wooden boxes on my yeah. porch Trust here. Trust me, they're fine craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, I mean, but the thing I've learned about it is that, um, you know, there's lots of little things you can, kind of tricks you can do to, to make things look harder than they are, you mm -hmm. know? And so that's where I started with some of those things that is like entry-level... They call it joinery, but like the you know the putting together yeah. stuff, and so using these things called pocket holes, where basically like it makes it look like you built it without any screws, but there are screws. That's where I started. But just, I just we're just gonna leave pocket holes and screws yeah. right there on the table, it's right? Just I mean, teeing it up for you. Yeah, but I, I I will say, and I'm super proud of this. It's so geeky, but I'm like super proud. Like I just finished building my first piece of furniture with all traditional joinery like there's no there's no nails or really? screws in it ah. it's all built using like you oh. cut it to this these angles and then they fit together you glue it together and then it's look man that's impressive awesome, yeah. man. it really that's is really impressive yeah. like that's not stump, something that i can do yeah. or not even like not that i can do i don't even have the the skill set the beginning cell well, skill set to i do. didn't either i just started doing it so and again, that's how he got the wooden ashtray. Right. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. so um, I want to pivot back on one thing you said about okay. uh, watching sports or something like that yeah. during the pandemic. So me and Dave have discussed on how, like, pandemic actually kind of killed our love for sports. Not not love for sports, but our interest in professional sports. In has that way? has that? Um, like, I feel myself that I don't 
live and die by any professional sports team anymore. Like I don't, I don't have the drive for it. Yeah. It what last season wasn't interesting at yeah. all for me. Yeah. Um, I sense that in you before then even because I remember talking to you about the Cardinals and you know like just times where I where I wanted to get a rise out of you because they weren't doing well and you were you were already seeming to be at a place where it was like yeah you know I I got other things on my mind. I think some of it is that. Um, like once your kids get to a certain age you get locked in on their sports and what they're doing with their life and like the kids that i coach are infinitely more interesting well they're real people that you can get to know well yes and i agree i agree but at the same time it's like sports should have been at a time where it should have captivated us yeah everybody everybody was looking for some form of entertainment I mean, they had us. They all we could do was stay inside and watch sports, right? Because real TV wasn't being made, and right? it didn't. Yeah. It didn't grab me. It just. It didn't. It didn't do it for me. But I will say that this this spring, this start of the baseball season, it's kind of recaptured me a little bit. Like I'm I'm getting back in. I'm buying back in now. Do I don't... You, do you feel like because there's a couple of things about it to me? Like one of the things that I, the pandemic did for me was when a bunch of stuff that I did all the time and kind of felt i don't know like necessary or critical to what i thought i wanted to have happen like who to you be, were yeah or to be this is what makes me happier this is you know and then it's gone and then for a moment you're like wait like what is life without those things and then you realize it's just fine it, you fill it, it with different it goes things. on you know yeah. you fill it with different things i think that's for me that's been a really healthy thing when it comes to music is that like I do miss things, and I do want to go back to things, but I also don't feel as, like, the same compulsion, I think, that I did, because now I know that I have other means of creativity and interest. Yeah, yeah. Where before I didn't. That was just, that was the one way I could express my creativity, you know? Yeah, I mean, mine's been gardening. Yeah. I love gardening now. Oh, that's now. awesome. Yeah, like, I, I plant vegetables now. It's fun. Like, I find it enjoyable. Now, I walk this, out and check on stuff. Is this all, though, just, like the natural progression of us becoming middle-aged. Uh, there's, <laughs> you know, Andy, there is, is some... There is some... Because if uh, you were, like, 25 uh, and the pandemic happened and baseball came back, we would just have been like, oh, my gosh, baseball! <laughs> right. You know? Now, if over the summer everything magically returns to normal, we'll check in next year and see if Andy's still, like, gardening and, like, yeah. planting hey, blueberries. I have to tell you, I still love planting but... my blueberries and blackberries, man, because I can't wait. I want to make some brand, uh, blackberry... Uh, uh, brandy. It all comes down to the booze. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I might have a problem. I don't know. So, yeah, go, go ahead. I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift here a little bit. Okay. So we had a, a great Andy Jensen reference in uh, last week's sode with uh, with Ty Parker. Oh. We started talking about uh, childhood stars, and um, uh, the Goonies got brought up. Is it what is it a movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a Saturday morning cartoon Car- show. Yeah, right? absolutely, a cartoon. Yeah, and and that is one of you know top three favorite Andy Jensen stories. Is is you know we're sitting there at Cutters, you, me, Andy, Dolsky, um, I think was there, Pat the Marvin, Rob, Dolsky, was there. Rob Dyer, yeah. it. Yep. And you referenced the movie. You referenced Goonies, and me and Andy just instinctually just decided to be like. What the are, are you, you talking, talking about? about? And you're like, you know, the movie with uh, with Chunk and the Sloth <laughs> and, uh, you know, And goodies. then the magic of it is that everybody else in the team decided to pick up on that. 
Like there was kismet happening right there that these other six guys listening decided to also play along I think with it was this even, joke. I, in my memory, there were like 13 people there. No, there there was, was a lot of, yeah. of people it was there. Insane. And you know what the thing is that, you know how they say like conspiracy theories are often unlikely because it's really hard for a lot of people to keep a lie going. Yep. I kind of believe in them now no, because yeah. you guys conspiracy theories. We had the hell out of me. there was no planning. <laughs> oh, there was no moment where like we're like Pat Brian. Okay, no, we're Cole, in on this Cole thing. Was there, yeah. And Cole and like and you go you go Pat. You got to know about this, right? And you go Pat. You know the Goonies, and he just goes. But you mean the Saturday morning cartoon? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was it. beautiful, <laughs> and you got so. Man. Well, there were only two real possibilities. Either I was being really, like, really uh, having one pulled over on me, or like I was in an alternate universe <laughs> where only I know about the. You, had the, you had the Mandela effect yeah. happening on you. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was great. That uh, that was one of my favorite Andy Jensen stories, right there. It's Did, just how we were able to, as a team, connect. And just convince you that See, you were yeah, that's what I'm. Crazy. No, that that's what I miss. The the, the a team with such chemistry <laughs> that they could instantaneously, uh, uh, and it really put, tr- me, put me down the path towards thinking I might be insane. Oh, and it's so translated on the field. I mean, you know that kind of chemistry translates into double plays. That's right. Yep. You have two Mikes, Mike Moore and Mike Giles, yeah, who are just connected. Yeah, they just connect because of this kind of thing <laughs> psychically. Yeah. Uh, and see, okay, so this this brings us back around. So this is what the podcast is ultimately about. It's just us getting to know you and then uh, talking nonsense. And uh, part of the fun and games is is we have submitted a list of five questions. Bring it. Generally, uh, they're a list from my wife, who is so fantastic and prepares these questions. So good. But uh, but tonight we have five questions from five listeners. Our our. Reach is growing. It's oh, great. it's so growing. These, like, these are fans that called in and left it on the hotline. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, they must have heard that I was going to be on. So. Well, yes. The, everybody has a question for Andy Jensen. Yep. That's that's what it boils down yeah, to. We put it on the SWIC bulletin <laughs> board. <laughs> so on the actual like cork board <laughs> in the hallway at SWIC. Tear, tear off like, you know. Oh, yeah. Who wants guitar lessons? (laughs) (laughs) Looking for roommates. (laughs) (laughs) Must love dogs. (laughs) So, uh, so these five questions, nobody's read, seen anything. Well, I don't know. No promises on Andy on this question. I like to cheat on this. This question comes all the way from the living room inside. Whoa. Yep. Kristen Westerhoff. It's either from the dog or Henry, because Kristen isn't home right now. (laughs) Writes, <clears throat> who do you think you are? Uh, 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 and why are you the way you are? Oh, I. What gives you the right? <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> wait, a, wait a dang second here. All right, I'll tell you who I am. I'm Andy Motherfucking Jensen. <laughs> Next question. Next question. I have to get another beer. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Well, uh, 
Who do you think you are? Oh, all right. Here we go. Oh, are they all? Are all five questions on that tiny no, piece of no, paper? No, no. That was that was just me kind of like <laughs> oh, okay. throwing something at you to throw you off your game there. Oh, right even, there. No, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. You can't do <laughs> Actually, all right. So this may be a Henry question. <laughs> if you had a giraffe, you needed to hide. Where would you hide it? Okay, I had a giraffe. I needed to hide. Where would I hide it? I would hide the giraffe in the uh, God, he's stalling. abandoned in in the. <laughs> I would hide the giraffe in the abandoned uh, Bell Valley School in our neighborhood. Huh? Huh? Is that abandoned? Sort of. Okay. Yeah, there's was a family for, of rats and hobos. It, it, was for a, it was for a long time. They're, they're, they're starting to use it for other things. But yeah, like they built that new Bell Valley and there was an empty school. Swingers. Yeah. Retreats. Yes. <laughs> it's for lovers. That's the best I could do. That's okay. the best all I can do. There is only one answer for this, and it's the correct answer. Up your ass? <laughs> I've tried. Oh. I've tried. No. You put them in your living room, you throw a lampshade over it, voila. Yeah, and you just say, it's a major award. Yes, it's a major <laughs> award. Thank you. It's Christmas story. award. <laughs> All right. Yep, lampshade. That's what you do. That's when I hide. That's how I hide when I when my, my kids want something from yeah. me. Hey, uh, hey, Dad, I really need these VR uh, Oculus things. I just put the lampshade over my head, and they can't see me. Also, if you stand really still, kids are like Tyrannosaurus Rexes. They can't see you if you if if you don't move. If they only see movement, huh? Yeah. If you told my kids also bears. to find me, they wouldn't be able to find me. But if they weren't well, directed to, then they. We know you're on the crapper. Yeah. <laughs> like you've been there since March 2020. Again, right. Not there. He's on the side outside of the house. Outside. Right. Outside the house. Yes. Neighbors <laughs> are complaining at this read point. The, <laughs> read the same comic book since <laughs> March. I guess. I guess I'm gonna say. If I have to hide him, and this is a legit answer, I guess I'm going to take him out to mom and dad's and just let him roam free out in the, the woods out there. And uh, No one will notice. When we say hide yeah. him, is chopping him up into bits an option? Wow, 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 and wow. This I mean, you can sell term. giraffe meat, I guess, right? I've never tried it, have you? <laughs> it might be delicious. If, if my phone was not recording this right now, we could just ask, uh, ask the phone to look yeah. that up. How do I sell giraffe meat? I'm pretty sure that gets you on a watch list. I have, I'm just going to let that one read, actually. I know where to go with that I one. I silenced the links. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, you know, on that note, we'll move on to question number two. This sure. one comes all the way from Belleville, Illinois. Ooh. Who is the worst customer you have ever served? Why? Ooh. And what happened? Ooh. So, Ooh. what's the statute of limitations on uh, crimes perpetrated by a Dairy Queen employee? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that since, actually since yeah. actually no one listens to this, yes. you're fine. You'll okay. be good. All right, cool. I'm I'm hoping that that's true. So I was in high school, uh, not around here, um, in a in an uh, unnamed location. I was uh, I had Austin, a, my, Texas. Yeah, sure. I had one of my first my first jobs in high school working at a Dairy Queen, and uh, the owner of the Dairy Queen, I think probably intelligently, I realized. Hired you? He would. He yes, of course. <laughs> my business acumen. No, he would hire. He would hire like cute girls to put up in the front. So he hired you. And then he would hire like 
mutant people to be in the back <laughs> to do the, the Dairy Queen brazier, you know, uh, like, yeah. you know, so like I was one of the mutant people, obviously. And so like, so I thought when I got the job, like, oh, I'm going to be like making ice cream cones. No, basically what I did was they put me in the back in the hot, oily, nasty area where you like fry fries and you put burgers in the thing that go, you know, the conveyor belt and all that stuff. Wow, there's a conveyor belt? That's how they made them. Remember they'd have, it's a brazier. It would be like the, the style. It, sure. Whatever. It just meant like conveyor belt meat. I think was the translation. <laughs> wow. And so I did not know brazier translated to <laughs> conveyor belt don't meat. Don't look it up, just trust me on this one. Um, and so uh and so I don't remember the specifics of what the customer did, honestly, because this is many, many years ago. But I did on purpose drop his hamburger meat on the floor and then pick it up and Put it back on his bun. Mm. Wow. Mm. Was that okay? Wow. I mean, that's good. I, I I gotta say, I was expecting worse. Okay. Yeah. There was no was like. Yeah. There was no like. You know, this is not like that movie Waiting. You know. I mean, ah. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Which was a I documentary, was, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I was expecting something along. No. Those no. Lines. I, I. I. That's too gross. But I. I. Uh, yeah. I did that. I don't know. I. I've, I've mouthed off to a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> I, I, no way. Yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to think. Gosh, I do, I do remember quitting a, a, a classic quitting of a job I had. I, I worked as a waiter at Logan's Steakhouse in Hattiesburg, Mississippi for a summer. And this, this is when I was like working on my doctorate in music. And so that summer I got a job at there and my boss was like a high school dropout dude who had worked there since he like was in high school and his name was like like Dwayne or something and he was he was Most people from there are actually <laughs> named Dwayne, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it was Brett Favre. And 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 so uh and so yeah, this guy was such a dick. And so finally when it was time to quit, you know, their stupid uh their stupid like rodeo theme, you know, like all rodeo that, oh my god shit. rodeo theme please tell no, me you just, had a cowboy hat well no but we'd have to you know you wear like the 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 apron please the tell me bolo tie bolo tie <laughs> no, there was no bolo tie but i did i did i think i did give him my smock and said something to the effect of like it's time for me to ride into the sunset partner oh my god wow <laughs> oh my god that's that's actually solid. What, what is wrong with you? <laughs> this is the guy that, like, it's 11.30 at night. I'm on my hands and knees picking out the peanut shells on the floor, like, from underneath all the oh. benches. And he's like, oh, you missed one over there. It's like, how about you yeah. kiss my ass? Yeah, him, man. Yeah, that that's, that's, a, that's a yeah. middle finger there, Dwayne. Yeah. Huh. I have a terrible memory. This is true. This is a true thing about me. I, I'm, I really... Actually, it, you know what's good about a bad memory? You can just fill in the blanks with whatever. Right, this is, which is exactly <laughs> how I hit that home run. Right. <laughs> so you've worked at a couple of restaurants, huh? Yeah, more than more than one or two. I can see you excelling in the service industry, actually. Nope, nope, not at all. Like you're, But you're good at, like, you know, putting up that phony face and starting what a conversation. What are you saying about me? But he, would, <laughs> but he would also spend 25 minutes at the table right. telling them no. about Andy Jensen. You know, Where's my iced tea, man? You know, here's the thing and that I realize is that I, I am an outgoing person, and you would think that would translate into being good at that stuff but what i don't like is being told what to do i'm like, really good at that shocker I'm well super good and at that. so like a job where you have to have a lot of humility and have people 
potentially treat you like shit, and then you just respond. It's with like, thick okay. skin, man. You gotta you know, like let I, everything roll. I've off never you. had thick skin, and I've had a sharp <laughs> tongue. So I, I'm sure I told. I know I told. I remember this is one of the problems at that Logan restaurant that I worked at. The guy who did the ordering was terrible. So it, it's a steakhouse, right? When you run out of steaks, people get mad. And then they treat the waiter like he's an idiot. Yeah. And I was like... Well, you do the ordering. Right? Yeah. You know, I'm the one who goes out and slaughters the cows, right? <laughs> and yet you hold this grudge 30 no, years I'm, later. I'm perfectly Well, fine. 30. You're not it's, that old. It's but, so, you know... So now you go into 20. Logan Steakhouses and just berate the rest. Or the I just, just throw in peanuts drop, at people. I walk in, drop trow, and dump a steamer right in, right in front of the, the hostess. So, uh, <laughs> so mine is back, I think, when I was 16. Kristen's home. Oh, Kristen's home. She's in the background. I was uh, working at Steak and Shake. And, uh, I love Steak and Shake. Uh, it was, Should I? Uh, no, and again, the kind of place this is one of those there, you find out that it's gross. <laughs> no, it's fine, but so so there was this other worker there who had a crush on me, but I did not reciprocate. What was his name? <laughs> Old Stephen. Jared. Uh, no, I imagine so, him to be named Jared. So she Gerard. So she had a crush on me. I didn't reciprocate. Uh, and she got mad at me. And so her and her friend and her friend's boyfriend came in, you know, sat at my booth, oh. made a giant mess, all of this fun stuff. And we're just being royal, you know, yeah, jerks. wieners the whole time, we'll Total say. Total wieners. And uh, one of the downsides of working at Steak and Shake was making a shake after, you know, they cut down. Oh, after hours yeah. when the line got cut. So you had to go back and make your own shakes and all that stuff, which, you know, whatever. It's it's just a pain in the butt, we'll say. So after being rude to me for so long, the friend uh, was like, I want this super complicated shake. So yeah, Was it the one that had uh, the two sides, like one half was banana <laughs> and the other one was strawberry? Yep. <laughs> so, because the guy that? who came up with that had never worked a day in his life as a shake maker, <laughs> he's like that dude from America's Test Kitchen. He's just like sitting in there trying yes. to screw with people. Uh, I went back and uh, made her shake, <coughs> and then I took the spoon that you know the shake was served with. Uh, I I proceeded to. Let's see. I, I I dipped it in the grease trap first. Well, that's a good th- that's a good move. Then after Opening that, move. pulled it out and rubbed it across the bottom of my boot. There you go. All over the place and uh, got it all nice and whatever, and then dropped it in the shake and uh, said, "Here you go, bud." Did they drink it down? Oh, she ate it up. She gobbled that something because like that. I didn't serve it with a with a. Uh, straw so she had no choice but to eat it with the spoon <laughs> she didn't ask for a straw i just i just neglected to serve it with one and i'm not a well i am pretty vindictive i i can hold some grudges but but she really kind of irked me that night and uh yeah uh i feel kind of bad about it don't but at the same time man you know after after that then you know they kind of made a mess in the booth and uh tipped me zero of course. So, yeah. F that noise. And then back in the day, you went on Facebook and said, hey, how'd my boot taste? <laughs> 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 oh. 
And <laughs> now you'd be canceled, I guess, because mm. of that. Totally. Yeah. Because that's, I guess, a thing. So I guess it's not the grossest thing, but it's, you know, it's yeah. still right there. It's yeah. still pretty there. Um, yeah, Andy, what do you got? God, you know, mine was at the very end of my waiting career. And you know, you know when you're done waiting tables. Like, you're just, you've had your fill of getting refills and apologizing for some kind of screw-up in the kitchen. Because you slip with your cane or your walker in the back. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know just when you're done. And these people, they came in and nothing had, was right for them. And everybody knows that there's the folks that come in looking for any screw-up to get a free meal. And these folk went in, like, at the end... They left literally two pennies. Oh, come on. Literally left two pennies. <clears throat> they paid with a credit card, but left two pennies. And I grabbed those two pennies. It was at O'Charlie's. I oh, grabbed God. those oh, two Charlie's. pennies, and I start to walk out to the restaurant to throw them at them. And one of the other employees go, they grab my hand, and they go, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a smart move. And they, and they go, you can't do that. <laughs> like, they saw the look in my eye, and they knew that at that moment, I was going to not only get fired, but maybe have an assault charge. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was the, because it was just, it was at the end. Like, when you just can't take anymore. I didn't want to be there anymore. I didn't want to wait tables anymore. I had no more patience for anybody. But it's funny because your dream job is still to go back to bartending. To bartending, yes, but not waiting tables. I ain't bringing you out your steak and mashed potatoes Fair anymore. Enough. I don't know if this is if this is accurate because I've never been a bartender. But there seems to be a difference in like in a crowded bar, the bartender is king. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the hierarchy. Yeah. In a yeah. way that in a crowded restaurant, a waiter or a waitress is not. You know what I mean? Someone's getting murdered in the background. Nice. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, 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 if you're the bartender at a place where people want to be, like, you're in charge. You are. And, and if you're a waiter, you're, like, someone to be abused. It's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a difference there. As a bartender, your food comes out first. Um, when you have an issue, typically the managers will address it first. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to be meaner yep. as a bartender. You can because actually, in a not-so-subtle way, tell people to F off. Well, and you're in charge of the like the, the commodity that is like most, <laughs> most sought, desired. Yes. And, and you have a responsibility <laughs> in that way, right, too? Because like your ownership or manager or whatever relies on you to be the one who's like, look, this guy's getting out of hand. Like, Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah. They don't want you to wait till it gets out of hand and then be like, oh, do we got to respond? Yeah, and and some of my worst experiences is dealing with sure. those people who got out of hand. Yeah. So, Dave, you got another, uh, another question for us? I do, I do. So, all right, so we have a question here from Collinsville, Illinois. Wow. All right. Wow, okay. Far afield. One word to describe yourself. One word to describe each other. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll start with uh, we're gonna we're gonna mix things up. Should we let our our guest answer first? Yeah, let it. Let it I think we I should. I feel like the nice thing to do if we're gonna give me like like guest choice, I want to go last. Okay, that's fair. All so right. I I will go on this one. So to describe myself, fun. I think that I'm a purveyor of fun. 
One word, not purveyor of fun. <laughs> no, That's I said fun. Words. Fun. You said purveyor of fun. That's three words. Uh, okay, so again, fun. Or unless you're using like a run-on sentence here, run-on string of yeah, words. Yeah, it's like a hashtag, right? <laughs> hashtag purveyor of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would actually use that then to also describe Dave. Like, it, it's no surprise. We're kind of a little bit alike. Like, we're fun. Gregarious. Uh... I, the the word what, what there's got to be a word for easy to get along with convivial affable affable, affable. there, you go. there we go affable, affable is it you nailed it thesaurus.com yep. baby <laughs> did you look it up now? <laughs> 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 huh okay i'll take yeah. that i'll definitely take that uh and what about to describe this fine gentleman over here one word to describe andy jensen uh you are an enigma <laughs> And that I can never, I can never quite figure out if you're the angriest, the dirtiest, or the most fun person to hang around, because <laughs> your wife has a whole set of rules designed <laughs> for fun Andy. <laughs> now, called extreme, Andy. extreme Andy. Sorry. Now, extreme Andy probably has not made an appearance in a very long time, but getting old. It's. <laughs> So maybe the word is actually extreme, more than That's a good, enigma. That's extreme. Because whatever you're doing, you are extreme that. My, you're the extreme woodworker. You're extreme softball guy. You're extreme choir guy. You're extreme no matter what. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. <laughs> that's, that, you win. <laughs> we just fell into that one, yeah. so Andy has his answer. <laughs> yeah. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Dave? Uh, okay. Um, all right. So, word to describe myself. God, there's a lot. Uh, depends on the mood I'm in. But uh, I guess I kind of want to say approachable. I want to say... <sighs> so, this is like kind of like, uh, I don't know, just getting yourself off here right like you could yeah, talk know, about yourself right? on the word like the thing that i most like about me is i mean if if i'm if i'm any of our female listeners i guess i'm gonna say sexy yeah obviously obviously right, right. Yeah. i mean if i'm jensen i'm probably gonna say sexy let me let me say extreme don't, don't mansplain to me extreme right? sexy. <laughs> when Eddie jensen's being sexy he's extreme uh, sexy i bring <laughs> yep uh I, I guess I will go with a, an easy one like approachable because I, I give off the air of you can come up to me and talk to me. Um, I'm affable, as we discussed earlier. Uh, I'm good at making people feel comfortable. Um, good at filling that dead air space. Even so, if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I can, really. I can fill some dead space with just words. <laughs> Word salad. Yep. That's uh I mean we've done one. that now for about forty six minutes actually. <laughs> um for you, again, I I would go with um Cantankerous. <laughs> I have been known to be a little crotchety. Uh no. God, you you actually threw me off there. I had a word and I lost it. Man, now you not all right. Now you've ruined it. So I'll just move to Jensen. Wouldn't be the first time I've ruined something. For <laughs> Mother's days, birthdays. <laughs> I ruin a lot just of things. Days. Oh. <laughs> well, there it is. But I don't have the word for it. Uh, what's 
you know, you're so good at self-deprecation. That's it. Self-deprecation. I guess that's the word for it. You're so good at um, taking jokes and taking things in stride and putting yourself down for the betterment of others, typically. Hey, if you make the joke before them... It doesn't hurt. <laughs> it hurts less. It hurts, hurts less. less. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Steals their thunder. <laughs> and uh, again, so we're just going to put together words here to describe Jensen, and maybe you guys can fill in the one word. So good at taking a joke. Oh, God, I don't feel like I'm moving with that at all. Oh, God. Oh, you've well, taken it like a champ a couple times. But um, bumps. Uh, <laughs> And see, with, with Andy and I and with the softball guys specifically, you're really good at taking the joke or taking one for the team and being the brunt of the joke or whatever. Um, I, I know that, again, back to that uh, Goonies story. <laughs> I mean, you were so mad at the time. Yeah, that, because, that, to me, that's evidence of not taking a joke no, well because I was going to kill somebody. But, you, but because it was us... Yeah. You let it go, and you're yeah. just like, yeah. God, you guys are funny. I I really enjoyed the fact that you were going to stab somebody. It was great. It was a definite, like, remove all the sharp objects moment. I would, my, my brain was melting down. We also did that with the uh, the Good King Wenceslaw, didn't we? Oh, God. Well, Good the, King was, Wenceslaus. It was done in a, it was a different <laughs> format, but it was also a place that, that did make me uh, see the white hot rage. Now, so, a little back backstory on that all the softball guys are sitting at at uh show me's after a softball game so like 30 plus year old dudes hot and sweaty after a softball game and andy jensen decides to use as a reference good king wenceslas something and you could have heard a record scratch (laughs) as he drops that and everyone goes what and we all knew what he was talking about kind of just like like, we knew the song, don't yes. get me wrong. But then he proceeded to further explain it. And the and then he goes to the one guy at the table who definitely knew what he was talking about Al. with Al Kraus. And he goes, hey, Al, you know what I'm talking about. And Al goes, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I got nothing. Al is the he just, of high, like hanging back and like letting somebody else drown. He let you drown hardcore on that, that one. Is, that is the, that is the, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny, you bring up show me's. Speaking of show me's, you, you actually sang that song for all of us, yes. and we all still go, no, no clue, bro. No clue. <laughs> that one came first. That was that was earlier than the that other. That was before Goonies. Basically, I think you should revise your answer and use the word gullible. <laughs> or, that's the that is a fair <laughs> that's a fair word. Well, but that brings me to my next Andy's story oh God. with the Shomies and uh, how we realized that one of your students was actually a oh, waitress yeah. of ours up there. Yeah. Old uh, Justine. Justine. I think she's a mom now. I saw it on Facebook. That's a yeah. huge surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so... I mean, this is actually 10 years later, yeah, so... <laughs> like 40 